Hey, this is Joseph Zala and this is Grits and Grids, a weekly discussion with restaurant and beverage industry designers and professionals on all things creative. Thanks for tuning in. Today I have Michelle Pigott here. She's a social media strategist at Iris Atlanta. Say hello. Hello. That is Michelle. Um, Michelle, why don't you tell us about who you are, what you do, and where did you come from? Hmm. Not starting from the beginning, but most recently I work at Iris Worldwide with Joseph, and I'm a social media strategist, um, and I primarily work on the Shell retail account. So what that means is, well, you see lots of oil drillings and fracking and whatnot. Um, I primarily work on the Shell station side of things, so that's your experience at the station, and how do we bring that to life on social media specifically. I'm working with the uh, social team at Shell, and we figure out the strategy for the year as well as um, quarterly, and then from there we um, actually develop the content in-house for them. Nice. Yeah. And what's cool about uh, Shell, not Michelle, but Shell, um, <laughs> is that they're very much like a restaurant in that they are franchised units, mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of those relationships that you have to be wary of, and how do you control such a big ship? And um, From the social perspective, I thought it was really good to have you on because this month in November we're talking about the convergence of design and social and I, I guess the thinking there is that, you know, I remember MySpace days, but um, <laughs> for the longest time, like, you know, maybe it was because Facebook didn't really have a lot of design opportunities like MySpace did, yeah. um, love them or hate them. Um, God knows we could all do with a little bit less glitter bombs on our page. So, um, but now it's, it really is a design and creative ask. And um, I feel like the design community has been a little bit late to get on board with their clients. Um, but with themselves, they've actually started to be, uh, become actually doing a really good job with it. Um, this month we have Jay Fletcher from Jay Fletcher Design out of Charleston. We have Dennis Malcolm Byron, AKA Ale Sharpton, who is the beer guru of the Southeast United States. Um, the guy's great and he brought beer. So, you know, I had to love that one. I didn't one. bring beer. You didn't bring beer. Yeah, or coffee for that matter. It's kind of a double fail. And uh, we have Kitsy Rose, who is a local PR expert that um, I work closely with on and off uh, different accounts, uh, who's quite the maven when it comes to public relations and social f on the uh, local scale. Yeah. Um, so in your experiences, how have you seen design and social kind of grow from maybe over the last couple of years? What's changed? I think what's changed is there's a little bit more constraints on social platforms. So it's almost like you have to look at where you're developing content for as a mini brief, depending mm -hmm. on what where it where it's going to live. So I think that helps a little bit. I think it also hinders because you know you're forced in, into a lot of constraints. But mm -hmm. it's kind of cool because with having almost those mini briefs, you're able to really focus in on what it is. And I would recommend actually looking at the objective you want the user to engage mm -hmm. with first yeah. before you even start developing content for say Snapchat or Facebook. So it's like, what do you want their end reaction mm -hmm. to be to whatever it is you're developing? And then kind of looking at, oh, okay, so Snapchat. Snapchat's a very, it's, a, it's the only mobile first, it was the first mobile first platform, mm -hmm. meaning it can't live on desktop. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to think of it that way. So you wouldn't actually want to really design on your desktop for mm -hmm. Snapchat, you would want to look at you know how the user is experiencing it, and that's vertical video. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that's something we talk about a lot here yeah, at work, yeah. um, and just making sure that it's for the end user the best it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean having a user centric focus is it shouldn't be something we have to say, but I think it is. 
Um, yeah. It's something that's not really done, especially when it comes to marketing for restaurants and, and beverages. It just seems like the old school mentalities of creative almost, I don't know if it's a gut reaction or just a go-to where we do the wide angle video because mm-hmm. they're prettier and it um, is more professional looking. Um, yeah. So I would say for restaurants specifically, um, I worked at McAllister's Deli, mm-hmm. um, owned by Focus Brands, and I was their social um, media and digital manager. Mm-hmm. And what I found was the really the photography and videos that we produced that were more behind the scenes and mm-hmm. more raw and like you know ingredient deconstruction were what performed the best with mm. with users because they're seeing. You know, they're not seeing a photo shoot when they go into the restaurant. They want to see almost the same thing. Right. Um, and Tasty. Tasty does a really good job. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've taken just food, social media to the next level mm-hmm. with the way they do those really quick recipes. Um, and I think the reason why is because when someone's viewing it, they know it's going to be quick mm-hmm. and they know there's going to be um, an outcome that just feels good because you see the end result. Yeah. Um, so you're rewarded at the end of it, uh, even though it is quick. And I think there's a great way to do some content marketing in there. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll start seeing that with brands probably within Tasty. Oh, really? Yeah. Like where yeah. brands actually do product placement? Right. Like if they're oh, making nice. like a queso dip, maybe having like the Rotella actually instead yeah. of just the basic ingredients. Yeah. So I think there's ways like that that you can push your product into it, mm-hmm. but making it really just engaging for the for the consumer yeah and i think part of the problem and one of the things i think we'll talk about with kitsy this month is that (laughs) the restaurant social media quote-unquote strategy i'm doing air quotes people you can't see it but um strategy is to post food porn so -hmm. just here's a picture of our food all decked out and then holiday hopping is what i call it which is today's national french fry day hey look we have french fries which is so flat and so forgettable and ignorable. Um, I think that's one of the biggest problems facing the restaurant industry right now. Well, there's a lot of noise on those days, too, because everyone else is doing it. Anyone that has a french fry or anything (laughs) close to a french fry. You have a potato. That also works. (laughs) Yeah, we have a potato. We can fry it. Now it's french fry day. Yeah. Um, It's just so lackluster and uncreative, and I think that's where this convergence really needs to start happening is, like you said, it's a mini brief. Focus on what you're trying to communicate over the long haul, and I think that's the bigger problem. It's, It's not just a singular piece anymore. We have to think of the story as it's told over many pieces. But the restaurant industry has this tendency to be in ever search of a magic bullet. You know, like one post. Mm-hmm. One post is gonna like do everything and drive traffic and it's really hard to break them of that thought. I think with restaurants, mm-hmm. um, for social media, there's a really great opportunity and I know this kinda gets out of design, but mm. it's that one to one conversation because they have those experiences inside your restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And they expect that same connection that they have with your servers or your staff mm-hmm. when they speak to your brand online. So I think just talking back and forth too is something that is really something that drives repeat business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I saw that worked really well on McAllister's was just making sure we had that one to one like participation nice. with the with the consumers. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's easier said than done, obviously. I mean, uh, when it comes to like the local level, you're too busy in the kitchen, but it's really important at the same time. And there's so many vendors that will, that, that call on these local restaurants. And I feel like it's almost predatory where it's like, Oh, for $150, we'll manage your social. And what they produce is really terrible. They're the ones producing just generic generic responses, the holiday hopping and whatever food porn you send them, they're going to post that. And it's flat. It's boring. It's forgettable. I mean, um, there was a book that I read recently called Selling Eating. Um, oh, man, I should have been prefer- uh, prepared for this, but I forget who wrote it. Some guy uh, in an agency in Chicago. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. But 
um, one thing that he said that really rang true is like, okay, you know, Longhorn, we get that you have steak, but how many times can we look at a piece of steak? Yeah. And if you remove the logo, what really makes it, what makes it Longhorn? Nothing. It's the same damn photo. Yeah. Um, what I do like is um, Taco Bell's their latest website, which is fantastic. I don't know if it was staged to look this way or if it really was, but it they all the photography on there, the food photography is all social mm-hmm. looking. It, it's they're very social first holding brand, yeah. Yeah, they're the actual taco in their hand. Here's a picture of it. It's not this glorious, perfectly placed and set and yeah. styled fo- uh, photo shoot. And I think what that speaks to is they're very narrow-minded, which is great um, mm-hmm. for their strategy on social media. Yeah. They know that their restaurant inside does not look like a millennial haven. Right. But that is, they specifically go after young millennials, mm-hmm. um, and that's the way they look. And I think that goes back to millennials know everything isn't perfect and pretty, and they don't expect that. And that's why they're probably using right. those UGC, that user-generated content mm-hmm. type of style on their own website. Yeah, it's like true pan- uh, transparency and mm-hmm. authenticity, and I, I respected it. I'm like, wow, it's, it's really ballsy to. Yeah, I don't eat there, but I do. Res- I really respect them. I follow them on. Uh, I eat Instagram there, but I don't remember that I eat there. Oh yeah, well, like McDonald's as well. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there Friday? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, there's something about just a gnarly Taco Bell taco that just gets the job done sometimes. But they, but it's funny because, I mean, just checking out their Instagram alone, mm. it's just so millennial-focused. Like, they don't yeah. care about the actual people that go there. They just care about who they're speaking to, and they do a really good job. Right. It's and like I the think taco that's a big problem. and all that kind of stuff that they do, too. Yeah. Like, I think they're brilliant at it because they're not trying to rope in everyone. Exactly. And that's the biggest problem the biggest is, like, problem, yeah. we want everybody that breathes to come eat our food. And it's like, well, if you just commit to one... You'll get some of the others, but you'll get a lot more of that one group. And I think that's been the hardest thing about some of the clients that we work for that shan't be named due to NDAs. But it's um, it's really tough because they want to speak millennial better, quote unquote, but they don't want to do what it takes to actually speak millennial better. And that means yeah. realistic photo shoots and real talk and, you know, saying things that aren't exactly legal approved. Yeah. You know, not that you have to go crazy, but, you know, hey, guess what? Like, this thing, this this piece of food doesn't look perfect ever. So just own it and let it be because that's what you're selling. And if you have a problem with the way it looks, then you need to fix it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) your product needs changed. Yeah, because people people know you're lying, right? Because they go to your store and then they see how it really is. So why lie to them online? Because they're just going to go online and complain to you. Yeah, bullshit meter goes like way off. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be the first to call you out. Um, McDonald's did a really good, um, and this may be something I'm putting in your notes, mm-hmm. McDonald's Canada did a photo shoot where they showed how they actually did photo shoots and how they made it look. It's the exact same ingredients you're getting in the store, but they kind of explained the process mm-hmm. of why it looks so much better because they were getting so much flack online yeah. about, hey, this my burger doesn't look like this, my burger doesn't look like this. And they're like, we're like, all right, we'll take you behind the scenes mm-hmm. and do a photo shoot. And they showcase. Yeah. They, I mean, it still does, it never looks I just like gave that. an epic eye roll. You couldn't see it. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I get so frustrated by people's expectations of what fast food should look like because it's fast food and you're talking about presentation and it has to be two of the most opposite training, like or schools of thought for me. You know, um, we, we have a client out in Honolulu that I've worked with for a long time and I remember the Yelp reviews were like, the food was fantastic, but the presentation left a lot to be desired. I'm like, it's a fucking food court, bro. It's not even fast casual. Come on. Yeah. Like what are present it to your mouth how about that and then go home like what is wrong with you and i think maybe television programming like this food programming has put 
words into the everyday person's lexicon that maybe shouldn't have been there, or concepts at least, like presentation of fast food materials. Um, it's just, I don't know. I think it's where we're all our own universe, so we expect the best when it's good. It's experience. true. The, the, the total millennial mindset <laughs> catered everything to me. Um, but that's true. But I'm I a millennial for the record. It's true, and I, I try to claim it sometimes because I think 1980 is technically the cutoff, but is it? I am not a millennial. I don't think you're a millennial. And you're now we have the Z's coming. Man. We got the Z's, the Gen Z's. Mm -hmm. You know, which is. And they'll be need to speak to be spoken to a completely different way. That's right. So. I, and that's where I think it goes back to the design. Symbols. is just making sure that you're creating it for your end user, and you can't please everybody. Right. You you really can't. So who do you want to please, and what do you want them to do? Mm. And that's what I would do before creating any type of content for any social platform. I mean, defining I think defining that audience mm -hmm. tightly is very important. Not just people who breathe and have two eyes. You know, well, because you may turn off the people that have only one eye. That's that'd be terrible. But no, I mean, like really honing in, like 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 Taco Bell has done. Like this is my market, and that may may not, may not be who eats there, but right. that's their outward yeah. social presence. And if you're some fifty year old dude that's blue collar and works on a job site, you can still come to Taco Bell. Just, yeah. But you're also probably not on your Insta face thing with your with your Snap tweets. You know, you're 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 on the job site. Right. That's not where you're talking and. You know, I think the the price will bring those people in because that that's essentially the boomer generation, where price is the driver for the most part. So that's who really works on coupons, deals, offers. Mm -hmm. Whereas the millennial market really doesn't. I mean, it gets a, a quick spike, but it devalues your food, it devalues your product, yeah, almost mm -hmm. immediately for a quick hit. You know, they don't need a bogo. They don't need a bogo. <laughs> I've actually never used a coupon in a restaurant. Really? I just never have. Mm. I don't know why. I should. I feel like maybe now I should save money, but it never has occurred to me to actually use one. It's it's really weird. I feel cheap. Yeah. You know, like saying, oh, I have a coupon for... Another crispy chicken sandwich. Yeah, I yeah. want a second crispy <laughs> chicken sandwich. And I want it to look good. And this dessert should be free, and please make sure the presentation is optimal, because I will throw it back in your face. But I think, and I think that goes back to, you know, don't... Shit, sell them something that you're not going to give them. Mm -hmm. like, well, my thinking too, uh, since we're on coupons, um, and social is a really good way of delivering them, but I think my thinking with that is if you're giving away so many coupons and you're discounting your food so much, why don't you just lower your prices? Mm -hmm. Just have your prices be cheaper and then stop couponing. Yeah. You know, like that's essentially you what start, you're doing. It's hard, it's hard to stop. Oh, and the pizza industry is riddled with it. Yeah. It's all they do, it's so tough. But when you want pizza, you're just going to order pizza. You're not going to really care that much about a coupon. You're not going to, like, go seek one out. Well, the funny thing is, is like, so, like, on, uh, I mean, have you ordered pizza recently online? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I ordered too much, probably. But on, like, Domino's and Pizza Hut, there's a whole section on the site that says deals. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't have a coupon, you can you have can a coupon. You can go find one? Yeah, it's right yeah. on the site. So why would you ever pay full price for that? Yeah. You know, that, that's my thinking, at least, and I know it's, it's just a ploy, but at the same time, it's it just devalues things so much. Speaking of Domino's, Domino's UK um, does a really great mm -hmm. um, job with, if you check out their social handles, they have a completely different presence than Domino's US, um, oh, yeah. which is interesting. And they do a really good job of speaking to a very narrow audience, much like Taco Bell. Yeah, and hey, you know, it's a shameless plug. You know, our, our peeps over at Iris Worldwide in they London, do such a good job. they do a good job of it, man. They, they have the Domino's UK account. Maybe one day I'll be cool enough to be sent over there to work on that account for a month or so, but <laughs> I'm working on it. 
Um, kind of goals. But it is actually really interesting what they've done with Domino's UK and the results that they've seen just through their many efforts of taking that brand and speaking more than just, here's our pizza, it's really good, and mm -hmm. here's a deal. It's not just about the pizza for them, yeah. Yeah, it's like creating fun experiences that people remember. Right, and I think it's what, what they're trying to do is bring it into their lives mm -hmm. a little bit more, like outside of just the pizza. Yeah. Which is smart, because then they become more of like a lifestyle brand, yeah. even though they're a pizza brand, to be honest. Yeah. I'll see if I can nudge the network and get uh, the head of that account on the phone for another uh, podcast. And have someone for you. I like it. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, all right. Well, oddly enough, this was recorded today, the day you're probably listening to it. This is Monday, November 1st, or is this 31st? Nope, it's October Halloween. 31st. This is Halloween. Wow. I'm sure we'll see lots of posts online today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. It's Halloween. Get a french fry. <laughs> or like a pumpkin. Yeah. Straight Look, pumpkin. here's our pizza. It looks like candy corn, the worst candy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we hope you guys have an awesome week. Um, hope you enjoyed this, and we have an awesome month lined up. I'm really excited. Jay Fletcher, uh, Ale Sharpton, and then Kitsy Rose on the last weekend. So tell your friends, uh, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.